Are you listening to CBJRadio.com yet? The 2021 International Singer-Songwriters Association Radio Station of the Year. It's a free internet radio station. Brand new shows every day. Shows range from rock shows to all independent artist shows to hip-hop shows. And there's a Friday night request show. Oh, yeah. And don't forget about retro Saturday nights. Make CBJRadio.com the only internet radio station you listen to. All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Flaskerud. All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Flaskerud. Hello, friends. How you doing? Happy holidays to you and yours. I hope you're able to spend some time with your loved ones. If not, you can binge this show if you haven't heard all the episodes yet. We will keep you entertained. Now, folks, I can't say I'm a Christmas season type person. I think the season starts way too early, and I'm not a fan of the music at all. I do love the lights people decorate their houses with. It's fun to drive around and check them out. I decorate the outside of my house with the lights, but not as extensive as some houses get here in Laramie. If you live in Laramie, take a drive around and check out the lights. Some of the lights are just fantastic, like amazing. And if you're in the uh, Indian Hills area, you'll probably drive past my house at some point. I don't know about you, but I hate the shorter day times. Like going to work in the dark, leaving work in the dark just sucks. I can't wait for December 21st, the longest night of the year, to pass. Uh, I used to be a total night owl, so I I loved long nights, but not so much in my middle-aged years. All right, let's get to the crux of why you are listening to this episode. Today's guest is Leslie Kerr. You will learn in this episode that sometimes a major change in life can lead to bigger and better opportunities. Leslie has seen the world, and it's amazing to hear how someone from Laramie has accomplished so much with their life. Let's get to the interview. was I born and raised so Spokane Washington is where I was born yes but spent the majority of my I guess uh, school years there in Laramie Wyoming Uh uh-huh I'm familiar yes the show is recorded here in Laramie uh so do you remember much of Spokane at all or is it just none of it um we left um I think I was eight nine ten months someone thought um California um we were there for two or three years don't remember any of that yeah Not not a single ounce um moved to Casper I think was next Uh um that's kind of really where my probably my memory starts right like somewhere around three or four or something like that um my my first memory is probably that one that my mother gave me of running into a wall we've we had just moved into the brand new house (laughs) and um I was so excited I got my own room come flying out of the bedroom and smacked my head and cut it open ended up in the hospital had to get stitches you know so Maybe that caused my memory to start. I don't know. <laughs> well, I find as we get older, um, the the earlier memories seem to fade a little more. Because um, I before age six, it, things are blur. Like I yeah. have no idea. Um, like my parents tell me I was kind of a rotten kid, and mm-hmm. and ornery and nasty. And they used to have to like if they went out to dinner. It would be my older sister, my mom and dad, and they, I would make it in a restaurant all of like two minutes and just getting into stuff. I don't know. So they'd throw me in the car and what they'd have to like rotate out, like who could eat. Oh, no. who fit in the car. Yeah. How's that good? Exactly. And yeah. Something about going to school, first grade, straighten me right up. Uh, good kid from there on out, but I don't remember any of that. Um, there were definitely some good spankings involved. Uh, my older sister tells us a good story. Uh, one time naughty put in my bedroom and I'm got my feet on the wall and I'm just pounding them on the wall and she comes in and is like, stop that. They're going to kill you. And I was like, I don't care. Whatever. Like, no, it's fine. Yeah. Didn't phase me at all. 
I'm the and youngest so, child. I'll be fine. Yeah, I, I at the time, yes, I was the baby. Um, now, uh, then later on, it became middle yeah. and such. So uh, developed middle child syndrome stuff more than I was ever baby of the bunch. Um, but I'm the only boy, so all different special kind of treatment. So speaking of siblings, are you the only one? Do you got siblings, older, younger, all that? Yep. So I've got an older brother who is actually here at the moment. So he came oh. for um, Thanksgiving. Um, he lives in Oregon. So he's four years older than I am. Also okay. um, uh, went to, you know, obviously high school and all, all of that there in Laramie. Um, uh, and he he was out here helping. Um, uh, I, I travel for work a lot. And so um, needed to travel for a couple of weeks. And and we had moved mom and dad in in with me uh, uh. last January because um, dad's dad's health's not the best, uh-huh. and so um, mom needs a little extra help. So Sean's been here for a couple weeks, uh. um, helping out, and he was supposed to go home this week, this past weekend. Those lovely roads um, oh, between yes. here and and uh, the um, Utah state line being closed all weekend long. Um, he stayed he stayed another work week because he'll work and then. Hopefully, knock on wood, this weekend he'll be able to go home. So that'll be good. Good for him. Yeah. We were went to Nebraska and met up with my girlfriend's family and uh, came back and hit Cheyenne. And we're like, all right, nowhere to go. But so we, we dropped into Al Canyon and got back around to Laramie. Ah, there you go. 87 was open, was the only road it waited. People, like, I understand roads being closed for snow. But there was really no snow. It was just pure, pure wind at its wind. finest. Yeah, it was yeah. some really powerful stuff that can just blow over semis. So, yeah, yes. when, when people talk about wind in other places, oh, it's like a, oh, it's so windy. It's like 10 miles an hour. And I was like, I don't even notice this. This is yeah, not yeah. This is a gentle breeze. <laughs> yeah. So it's just you and your older brother. Yep. Me so, and my brother. Uh, growing up, were you his shadow where you trying to develop your own self uh did oh, it, like what i you. found out that everyone i was rochelle's little brother i don't even know if i had a real name for a while <laughs> but she excelled at everything she's good at athletics she was good at academics and then along comes justin flaskrood and they're like you're not like rochelle and i'm like i know i'm something different. <laughs> yeah um we were well we were quite different we're four years apart so i think we were enough apart that most of the the teachers didn't actually go, oh yeah, you're his or, you know, but there was a few um, because there's so many curves or was so many curves there in, in, um, uh, in Laramie, I get, I got asked a lot if I was some of the others, you know, oh, yeah. oh are you related to like, no, no. <laughs> so um, that yeah. was probably more, it was more like, are you one of these? No, I'm one of those. <laughs> um, so, and, and Sean academically, that probably wasn't his favorite thing. Um, but he was a really, he was a good gymnast, right? Okay. And he was in the band and stuff like that. So those are two things I did not do. Yeah. Um, so I think we, you know, we excelled at, at different things. Nice. So, so uh, I'll mostly remind you back. Are your parents originally from Washington? I kind of skipped over that question. Or are they just meet in Spokane? No, actually. So they met in um, Thermopolis. Oh. So they both went to high school in Thermopolis, Wyoming. Okay. So mom was born there. Um, right. Dad was actually born in, in Washington. Okay. Um, but he was an army brat, right? Um, grandpa moved around for the army quite a bit. Um, and they landed themselves uh, in back in Thermop. And, and so that's where mom and dad met. Uh, they had both gone to high school there. So, and then um, we traveled a lot with my dad's job. He was in retail. So there used to be a company there in Laramie called Skaggs. Um, at Skaggs, Osco, you know. Okay. It was, it was over there by the, um, the, the still. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he used to work over there. And but that company, um, he moved a lot with management. So, okay. you know, Sean was born in Montana. Um, like I said, we've we've lived in several different places. We we moved, they moved from Montana up to um Washington, wh- where I was born, and then into California and then into um uh, I think Laramie, you know, for the for the different or into Casper and then into Laramie. Then we went to Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um, so that was all for his, his job. So it was, um, seventh, eighth grade moved away from Laramie for a a year and a half and then moved back. So like one whole year, um, and went and lived in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Interesting. I mean, I couldn't imagine. Well, 
I moved from here from suburb of Portland, Oregon, Gresham, Oregon, uh, when I was 13. And talk about culture shock. Uh, I bet. Suburb of a big city uh, to Laramie, Wyoming. And uh, this story I've said a lot on the show. Uh, Saturday Night Live, the Saturday before we moved, uh, it was a sketch called Laramie Vice. And yeah, I know. And we were about to move to Laramie. And it was all the old West characters, like, well, the yeah. like, and they are on dirt roads and it was all that stuff. And my friends were dying. They're like, you're moving there. And you're I was like, there. oh my God, I'm gonna have to be a cowboy. We didn't even have power. Like, even though my, my stepdad had moved here already ahead of us, cause he's working at the university and that's why we moved here. And I mean, it was real place and real stuff, but I was just not feeling the move and everything. And uh, was not a big fan of Laramie probably tell high school or so yeah um and yeah i was definitely one foot still in oregon wanting to be there a lot but wanted that life to be there which was kind of gone because it seemed like all my friends kind of followed suit and moving out of the neighborhood and everything and so it that wasn't left when i'd go back and visit i'm like oh this place changed a lot and it it does every time i go back because my dad still lives out there i mean the memories are kind of there but you're just like wow what if I had stayed? What where yeah. would I be now? Kind of thing. And and Laramie was a good move uh, for my family, for myself. And I never thought that I'd be working at the University of Wyoming after hating this town for such a long time. <laughs> and but I love it. I guess now I feel, I've lived in New York for a little bit. Yeah. I've experienced both coasts, so somewhere in the middle is good. I still lock my doors. You can't take the New Yorker out of me. I still locked my doors and and stuff like that too many crazy things i've seen and followed in news and such so yeah it's interesting to be here in laramie so when you moved to laramie when you finally moved around and and you're like settled in laramie you were here for how many years before you moved again well let's see so we moved back in seventh or eighth grade and then i was there until high um senior in high school right okay um i left for college um, so I went to Mitchell, South Dakota, um, to Dakota Wesleyan University. Oh. Um, so I was there for four years. Wow. Um, I moved back, uh, moved back home, um, and then lived there until until I moved to Australia, actually. Um, so I, I moved back home. Um, you know, you do the get the job out of college, you know, something hopefully to do with your career, what you went yeah. to school for, right? So um, I, I started working, um, I volunteered out at Sabeel Canyon. Cause I had a, a sports medicine and a wildlife management degree. Right. Oh. So, um, those <laughs> two go together. Very, yeah. Well, the goal was to teach biology, like at, at um, in, at the, at the high school uh-huh. and then to do like sports medicine or, yeah. or do teach biology and in a uh, university, but that takes a lot more, a lot yeah. more education. Um, but I, um, I started, I volunteered out to Beale Canyon and um, that volunteer job actually got me, into a full-time job there at the Wyoming Game of Fish lab up on campus. Oh. Um, I worked there for several years um, and then had the opportunity to, to move and go out to the Wyoming State Bet Lab and work there. So, okay. um, so lots of jobs during that time, time span. Yeah. I got married. I got divorced. Yeah. Um, as you do. I've been there. We <laughs> all, <laughs> well, you know, one of those things. Yeah. Um, and then um, Shortly after the divorce, I, um, my ex was working in the, the Wyoming State Bet Lab as well with, yeah, anyways, um, he was yeah. working in the Wyoming State Bet Lab as well. And um, it was just, it was an awkward situation, right? Yes. No Absolutely. one enjoys that. No one enjoys yeah. seeing their ex every day and their no. potential girlfriend. It's not fun. Um, no. So uh, oh, no. <laughs> I got knocked, tapped on the shoulder um, to come work for a company called, at the time it was Vision Biosystems. They do cancer diagnostic and research. And um, it's all around histology, which is what I've been doing for the last couple of years. So at first I was like, I can't go. I've got dogs, I've got cats, I've got, you know, cause it was a life on the road. But um, my parents, my friends said, go, we will help you figure this out, go. Oh, wow. So um, I said, uh, yes, actually it was November uh, 14th. Um, what was that? 2004, I think. Um, and I, so I've been, I have been with this company for starting my 18th year the last month. Um, and since then, you know, I have traveled, I've hit almost every state here in, um, in the U S I'm missing one or two. Um, and I also had the opportunity to, to move to Australia. 
So I lived there for nine years. I lived in the UK for three years. Uh-huh. I have visited, I don't know, 20 <laughs> plus countries. Um, and then two, three years ago, um, uh, was not tapped on the shoulder again to move back here to be in my current role, which is the director of applications. So um, it's been a, a fantastic ride, um, an amazing company to work for. <clears throat> yeah, excuse me. Um, wow. We jumped, we went all over the place. All we went all over. Right? <laughs> you yeah. were talking about moving. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, so we wind you back a little bit. Growing up as a kid, were you were you academically inclined? Were you athletically inclined? Were those your things? Were those activities? Were you just uh, like, want to hang out at the park kind of thing? Yeah, good question. So I sucked at athletics, uh, hence why I why I did the sports medicine side, right? Like I tried it. Um, I did it in, in junior high. I hated it. Um, and so like I did the um, I was a manager, right? Like the, the okay. Team. Yeah. Um, so I did that and then um, went into to because um, I I like athletics. I just sucked at it. Mm. So um, went in and, and um, you know, did the sports medicine there with Miss G and all of that so that you still, you know, you're still on that being with the sports, but not in them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, hey, you made us tick. You made yeah, <laughs> you and, kept us together. Yeah. <laughs> um, in the the um, on the academic side it was always a struggle for me, right? Like I did it, I did well, um, but it wasn't easy. Um, so I, I wasn't academically inclined like some people are where, you know, it just comes easy to them. Yeah. That wasn't me. I had to study. I had to study hard um, yeah. to, to be able to, you know, get good grades. Um, so. I, I didn't apply myself. That's <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I know that looking back. Um, I think I'm a kind of a smart individual now. I mean, there's always people smart me, of course, but like, I was like, man, you had this brain that soaked in all this, this information, maybe useless sometime. Why didn't you apply yourself? Like you that? <laughs> yeah. You were just wanted to run it into somebody. You wanted to play yeah. football or something. So that was more of the driving force. And I want, my sister was really good at, at academics and something like i'm left-handed too so that stunted uh, some stuff i never knew anybody else was left-handed i'd mirror everybody so when i'm learning how to write um i'm still like okay how you do this and they're like and now spelling and i'm like i don't even know how to write a letter right now and so you want me to spell spell it yeah that was a struggle (laughs) so um but and my mom was adamant about like hey you're gonna nobody's gonna change you to be right-handed it stunts your creativity and I didn't think I knew a left-handed person until like middle school. Oh, wow. uh, I mean, it was weird. A lot, and, but you could always spot me on the football field. I'm the only one in left-handed stance. Like, cause I was not, I didn't feel right in my right hand and everything. So uh, I was good at ac- athletics. And yes. so I, I let that drive me more than the academic side. And I didn't realize how important that was. And just getting by or just doing the middle mm-hmm. ground was okay with me um and so but yeah looking back of course you wish you had done things differently i wouldn't give up any of my sports at all i'd blast even though i sound like a popcorn machine when i get (laughs) up now uh no major surgeries or anything like that but i know i played sports when i was younger for sure just by the sounds my body makes and so well just getting older um yeah snap crackles and pops more than it used to i tell you what yeah oh yeah and so um you said you went off to college. Where was that your goal to leave Laramie? Because a lot of people are just like, I'm going to eat up and that's it. Or you, you shopped around a little bit. No, well, I knew. So this is going to sound weird, but I knew I didn't want to stay in Laramie. Yeah, um, no, no, it doesn't. <laughs> so it was one of those things. I didn't mind coming back to it. And it is home. And actually moving back here and living in Cheyenne at the moment and not being in Laramie is weird, right? Like, um, Because Laramie is, is what I would consider home. Um, but I, I, I saw what happened to some of our co- colleagues and friends or school, you know, yeah. um, that, that never left. Um, and so for me, I want, I wanted to get out and experience life. Right. Um, yeah. I wanted to experience more. I also, um, my goal was to get two degrees in four years and the university of Wyoming said, you can't do that. Wow. And I said, watch me. Cause that's unfortunately probably the way I'm wired. Right. You tell me I can't do something. I'm going to prove you wrong. Um, uh, so, you know, and I did, I, uh, was able to, to go and, and get those, those two degrees and, and, um, plus, well, 
didn't quite get my teaching certificate, but it, you know, I do get those two degrees plus some, um, you know, part of my teaching um, in four years. And the university said, this is like a six year course, you're nuts. So, and scholarships, um, you know, got some scholarships right. and things like that to it. Uh, plus, um, you know, uh, well, I had scholarships for um, sports medicine. Um, so, you know, was able to go through that and do that my entire time, um, which also paid, you know, um, gave me um, a, a bit of a paycheck. Nice. Yeah, there you go. Um, so, yeah, no, um, it's just one of those things that you kind of go, hmm, see you, bye. Yeah, I shot, I wanted to not go to University of Wyoming. Um, <laughs> I got recruited. There's nothing wrong with the University of Wyoming, no, mind you. <laughs> absolutely love it. It, yeah. it's, it, it uh, signs my checks. Yes. Uh, alumni. And both of our mothers worked there. So our, you know. our parents, it, it greatly, great retirement. Hey, I've been there 18 years now. So there you go. Uh, when I moved back from working in TV news in New York, I was like five years. I'm gonna go back to Oregon. And well, <laughs> uh, it's, uh, 13 <laughs> years later. after that one. Yeah, grew on me a whole lot. So and then now I'm like, yeah, I can just ride this out. Well, I mean, still do my job and everything. But I was like, and have a good retirement and stuff like that. So it's weird thinking about that at my age because I never, when I got was getting in, uh, my parents all retired, were retiring and stuff. So I was like, man, I can't wait to retire. Like, <laughs> and now it's like, well, it's not, it's in the, it's in the, it's in the distance there, not too far away. And Mine's so, unfortunately, farther away, I think, because going overseas for 13 years, your yeah. retirement package is different, right? Like, it's, I have some money in two different countries. But it's not oh, here. And I'm yeah. like, how do I get to that? No doubt. There's got to yeah. be a way. Well, it's there gotta... is, but you have to wait until your retirement age. And then then you'll get, but then you have to transfer it, right? Like Australia to US dollars or whatever. Yeah. So it's not going to be much, even though, you know, by the time you, depending on what the exchange rate is by then, the UK might be a little better. Yeah. It's nothing to ignore. So yes, good thing that's in your mind. But you're like, mm -hmm. grab that. Trying to figure that out. Or you go over there. And you spend it like crazy while you're there. Well, I would move back. I would move back to Australia in a heartbeat, right? Like, um, yeah. I was trying to keep my visa. Um, COVID has completely thrown a wrench in that. Oh, yeah. Um, but I was trying to keep my visa so I could so I could go back. So wait, you, Dakota Wesley is that what you said? Yeah, Dakota Westland. What's where's Westland? Where's that? Was he in Montana? Uh, Mitchell, Mitchell, South Dakota. South Dakota. I was like, it have to be Dakota. Um, so how was that move, Laramie? To that place, how big is that? Is that town smaller than Laramie? Um, yeah. uh, look, I think it was okay. Um, I mean, look, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed Mitchell. Um, I probably, I was that good girl that never did anything. So you know, I was one. You were getting two degrees. You, you know, had yeah, exactly. And and I was the RA, right? Like living in the dorms. You're uh, the resident assistant. You do all those things. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I made some lifelong friends there, as you do. Um, it really helped mold, you know, probably who I am. Um, it is a religious affiliated school. So, you know, oh, yeah. not that there wasn't enough um, bad boys and girls in there, but, um, you know, that also helps mold who you are um, and, and gave me quite a bit of opportunity. It was, it was good. It's a long drive. That's a yeah. 10 hour drive from here. So um, coming back for holidays and things like that was always interesting and fun. Um, yeah. To, you just did 10 hours Woo. but it's, like, yeah, it's, that, a, it's a long drive but and across nebraska <laughs> yes the but, most um, drive I yeah get it. but it was good they didn't have like i, I was so disappointed because i learned um a, a couple of years ago that they've put in like a um a cabela's and i'm like where was that when i was there right like <laughs> what are, oh, yeah. so there wasn't much there's the corn palace right in the bar, uh, several bars. Yes. <laughs> so cool. Like, oh yeah, it's like Laramie, the University of Wyoming campus. Now I'm always like, I tell my student employees, like, I'm so jealous of your campus. Yeah. Like, where'd you go? And I was like, here, and it wasn't this cool. Like, you guys have such the cool upgrades and better buildings. And I was like, uh, it all started kind of happening when I was on my way out the door. But yeah. I've got to see it like when I was leaving for after college, after graduation and moving into New York. And that's where I was married and got divorced. And I worked in TV news. It was a learning experience. And uh, 
I was burned out by it. I worked there mm-hmm. doing 9-11 was probably, I don't know if it was a nail in the coffin, but it was pretty much sealing my, I no longer want to chase around crazy stories anymore. I yeah. want to work in sports or something better. And then a job opened up here. I thought it was a good opportunity. May, marriage was going out the window. And so I was like, well, but I made some like, okay, if you move back to Laramie, you got to do things you didn't normally do. You got to enjoy more outdoor stuff. Like you got to enjoy Laramie. You didn't give it a chance first time around. I'm pretty sure I did. And so, cause I came back and was a DJ again uh, for many years at Lovejoy's. And I was like reborn college student, but without, <laughs> well, without any homework. Like I have nice. a job. There you go. Yeah. That's going to be good. Oh yeah. My body thinks me now. Gee. Yeah. It was some crazy fun, blurry times and people still know me for that. And kind of gave me my DJ name because I DJed in college, but I never was like, call me DJ rude. That wasn't it. I was just rude. And I happened to be the DJ. So um, that's how it worked out. And then the first boss at Lovejoy's was like, I advertised you as DJ rude. Is that okay? And I was like, I never thought of that one. Sure. Sure. And so, yeah, that, that was a fun, fun time. But I can't imagine being a bar DJ again. I was like, that's a young person's game. I'm glad I'm home on Friday nights and Saturday nights for the most part. Like, yeah. Or, yeah. And like, <laughs> I was a wild child. And um, I remember kind of getting out of it. And one of my student employees was like, we want to know, like, what do you do during your off time? Are, are you like a reborn Christian? Are you like, and I was like, what? <laughs> You never heard of DJ Rude? And they were like, no. And I was like, cool, no. finally. That, That's it. Yeah. There's a time frame. Yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> reputation's gone. There's enough people that do know it, but they're my age now or a little bit older, younger than that. So not my tech's age. So that's a good way to exit, fade off into the sunset. I do weddings and stuff like that now, but <laughs> I, yeah, I don't want to work in bars anymore or anything like that. And so you understand, you went through the, you know, divorce yourself. I couldn't imagine working with the ex and you, uh, you slid in that and a potential girlfriend right in there. And I was like, Whoa, um, <laughs> I would have wanted to go to Australia. And so this job, did it set you up to go to Australia or were you traveling first around the United States? So I was here for three years, um, traveling around the United States. Okay. And actually I, I got headhunted by um, a competitor company and um, they wanted me to come and develop the next auto stainer for them. And um, I did that right job, wrong company type of a feel. And so reached out to um, what, who was equivalent of our senior VP now and said, look, I'm getting headhunted by this company, um, by one of our main competitors. I never thought about it, but I'd love to go do that. I'd love to go into development, right? Um, research, R&D. And um, they said, well, why don't you move to Australia? Well, why don't I move to Australia? So um they got me in contact with somebody and, and I had to apply. I had to go through it just like everybody else did. Okay. Um, so I applied for the role and I remember having my interview between it was Thanksgiving and Christmas somewhere that they had come over. Um, Cause we had a, we always did these big um, Christmas parties in Boston. So, cause that's where our, our head office was at that time. So oh. everybody flying to Boston, I've got lots of flight stories, um, but anyways, we'd all fly okay. to Boston. And um, yeah. so I had my interview and things like that. And um, I think they offered, right at the beginning of the year and, and, um, in January and I, I moved in April, I was there like April 1st. So, um, packed up the house and basically boarded it up because it was a one, two year contract. Right. So I'm like, okay. So, um, packed up my little house and, and my, um, mom and dad took the dogs and my be- a good friend of mine took the cats and off to Australia. I went, cause I was trying to figure out, do you take, you know, do you take them? Do you not? Do you know how expensive it is to take pets overseas? Oh, like that ordeal with Johnny Depp too. So I wonder. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. I was like, or that much that came later, but that made me think. Yeah, I made a good decision. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So um, went over there, and um, almost nine years later. Yeah. Um. After I, I got an MBA, so while I was there working, um, so I traveled globally for that role. Well. I, I did one role um, where I was, did R&D, so it was very local, didn't, didn't ever go anywhere um, as far as out of, out of Australia, but then moved into um, a global role. Um, and so there I traveled all over the place. Um, I mean, all over, like one of um, a common trip for me would be three or four places in, 
Asia, two or three places in Europe, hitting the US, um, potentially South America and home, right? Like it was five wow. or six weeks on the road all around, all around the world. Um, and so I, um, I was doing that for the majority of the time while I, while I was there, um, which was great. You know, I was here, I saw my parents more than my brother did. Um, cause I, I was, I was here in the States at least twice, three times a year. And oh. every time I came to the States work said, yeah, you can go home. So, um, you know, did that, but, um, but, you know, that was all doing, uh, R and D, uh, or, uh, global support. So supporting the products that, um, we made in the manufacturing. So that was it. Um, amazing opportunity. Just amazing. Where'd you Probably live? Probably wouldn't have happened if I wouldn't have gotten divorced, mind you. There so you go. That right. it's it's the silver lining. Like I would not have right. done half the stuff I did because I probably wouldn't have left Laramie without yeah. it. So it's an interesting twist. I wouldn't have probably checked out New York or lived there if I hadn't gotten married. So yeah, I hear you. I'm glad I did. There was lots of cool things I did enjoy about living out there. So uh <laughs> but I knew the West is where I wanted to be. Like actually once I got Much out there, it's like, oh I need to be living in the West. So where in Australia were you at? Because I've been to, I've been to like the East Coast a little bit. Yeah, so lived in Melbourne. Um, right. uh, so and the the outskirts of of Melbourne was where our um, our manufacturing facility was, but um, and have traveled most of it though. That was probably a, a missed opportunity. There were there were a few things that I did in those nine years I did not go and do. Um, um, probably because I was traveling the rest of the world. Yeah. Plus, right. when you travel for a living you don't want to travel by yourself when you get home. Uh Um, So, you know, and most of my friends were married with kids. So it was a little bit harder. I did go to a few places with, with some of them. Um, But, you know, like I never, I didn't get to Ayers Rock. Right. So I'm, so I'm super bummed about that. Um, And I didn't get to the Northern territory either. Um, So uh, again, you know, like can, uh, well, I did cans, but um, I would have loved to, to gone up to the, the Northern territory and probably explore more. Yeah. Um, so if I go back, those are on the 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 to do list, right? Which I was hoping to do after the couple of years there in the UK was to to return back to Australia. But work had different ideas. You for nine what nine years in Australia? Yeah. Yeah, you have a little bit of the cadence. You're yeah, not there's, completely there's Australian. Words there that I use. Oh yeah. No rubbish bin, by the way. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we I get petrol a lot, and everybody wonders what the hell I'm putting in my car. Yes. <laughs> I think I said gas there and they were like, natural gas? Yeah, that's exactly what they said. I was like, oh, I mean this. And they're like, you Americans like ketchup. So we were down under bowl and we stayed with families and every house I went to, they're like, here's ketchup for you. And I was like, cool. I do like it, but I was just like, it's not what we're all about. Like, that was funny. (laughs) Tomato sauce. It's tomato sauce. Yeah. Yeah. And um, my wife was, ex-wife was British. So ah, yeah, uh, she lived uh, north, more northern England, like two hours from Scotland. And... Uh, where was she at? Because I—that's where I was when I was up there. New um, Newcastle is where I was. Close from. to Newcastle, yeah, it's not yeah. that far. Uh, Upton, Pontefract. Okay. Yep. If I don't slaughter those names well, um, but I used to like I thought about it after a while, and because I used to have to translate for her here in the United States, she'd mm-hmm. say something, and I'd be like, she just wants a you know a soda or something. Soda, yeah, see, yeah. that's from New York. I say soda now. I don't say pop. It's been 18 not a pop, minutes. not Coke. It's a I got destroyed by in in New York. So, like, I've always said soda since. And I make fun of people. When they say pop to me, I'm like, what are you talking about? And so I can't even get over it myself. But uh, I was like, she wants this. And I was like, she's speaking English. But they live so close to, like, Scotland, I always say. They had that, a little bit of marbles in their mm-hmm. mouth. <laughs> like, if I'd have told them they sounded Scottish, I probably wouldn't have lived. But that's what I remember. I'm guessing like. she was Geordie. And so she had a bit of a, because uh, in a, an area over there, uh, more yeah. of a um, Geordie accent. And and it can be quite thick. And sometimes you're like, oh, yeah. come again? Yeah, <laughs> I, I understood after a while. And, uh, but like, when I, when I talked to her, like her mom, that, that was tough on the phone. I'd be like, oh my God, what are they saying? And I was like, we're speaking the same language, but we're so far off right now. <laughs> and so... But yeah, without those kind of experiences, you don't move on to cool things. Mm. Yeah, Australia was was a good time. And I always say, if I ever go back, which I want to, I have to be knocked out to do that flight again, because I was 
awake pretty much the whole time. I was like, what oh, day is it? I, ma- I mastered Tetris, like <laughs> Falanga it was. It's and, a long it, flight. And it depends I, on how far, you know, like um, when we used to take it and uh, then come back and either have to go to Boston or Chicago. Oh, man. Oh, I mean, just even hopping into Denver is bad enough. Um, but you've been on the plane for 14 hours and let's add another six. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's shocking. So we did LA to Osaka, then to Sydney. And on yeah. the way back, went Sydney to Hawaii and stayed there for a couple days. The Hawaii trip back to LA was nothing compared nothing. to that first, what it was, four, what'd you say, 14 hours? That's yeah. crazy. A whole day, like, yeah. And, it, and, but it was entertaining because it was 50 uh, Wyoming football players. And with, I would say, a mostly Asian uh, rest of the flight. <laughs> and so, and it's a lot of Wyoming guys that had never been on a plane before. So those that, of things, that long. Yeah. Oh yeah. Not even that long. And I had flown a lot back and forth between here and or- in Oregon and stuff. So I <laughs> flying was nothing. So I'd always mess with them. I'd be like, Hey, I don't know if it's a good thing where a guy just came out from underneath the wing and just threw his wrench down and walked away. I hope we're okay. And they'd be like, what? what? Like turbulence would hit and I'd go, that's it. That's the one. And they're like, really? And I'm like, no, don't worry about that. <laughs> so I'd mess with them and stuff like that. Uh, it was, I mean, yeah, it's definitely a fun trip. Want to go back, but the, the, the long, the long ride definitely deterred me a little bit, but I definitely want to do like the East coast and all the stuff you just said, Northern mm-hmm. territory and beautiful air is rock is that what's air's rock yeah air's yeah. rock yeah see it on everything and i was like god that'd be cool to go out uluru there is probably is um the other name for it so um i think uluru is the uh indigenous name okay so it was australia then to the uk for a little bit yep yep so i got my master's um while um while working and traveling the world um i decided to be crazy and go back to school and so there was a time in my life for two years that I either worked, I did homework or I worked out. Uh-huh. Um, so I was like, my God, I have no other life <laughs> but work. Um, and so I, I went back to school and got my MBA. Um, so, which was great. Uh, and um, that led me to uh, a role in, in the UK. So I um, was given a, a project um, kind of to do and get my feet wet on it and, and did really well, which then led into a, um, uh, an offer to basically be the director of, um, of product management. So I went, um, so the, our UK manufacturing site makes all of the reagents that goes on our equipment that we manufacture out of Melbourne, Australia. So um, went up there um, and yeah, was um, uh, in charge of the, the product management team and, and actually ran and um, launched several products that we, um, you know, that we use all around the world. Um, plus maintained the, the whole portfolio. So you know, we have um, hundreds of, 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 of reagents that, that we use to, to diagnose cancer. Um, so maintain that, that portfolio and, um, and did that for about three years. So um, love the job. Uh, it was an interesting, so that one, cha- it was a different team to manage. So my team in Australia um, that I managed about 15, 16 people, uh, it was a great team. We all really got along. Like, you know, um, the UK team was uh, difficult. <laughs> and anyone who's managed will know that you get these, sometimes you you get these mm-hmm. teams and people that you're just like, why do I do this? Like, I do not enjoy this. Uh, and so the people side of it really, I really struggled in the UK um, because people are great when you go and visit. They are lovely. <laughs> they're so friendly. They're awesome. But when you live there, Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'd ask my team just to be friendly. Oh, what are you doing this weekend? They're like, why? I'm like, it's not like I'm inviting myself. To <laughs> like, I'm yeah. just being friendly. Um, so it was really interesting. Before I moved there, like, um, I would go and visit all the time when I was doing this project. And I'd go out with them and go to dinners and or, you know, meet up on weekends and stuff if I was over for like two weeks. The minute I got over there and became manager, it was like, don't talk to her. Yeah. So it was, it was hard, but um, man, what a wonderful experience to live in the UK, live on the European border, right? Like it was a hop, skip and a jump. I would spend a long weekend over in, you know, Portugal or over in France or over like you would, it, if you're like, Ooh, three day weekend, here I go. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, got to travel and such beautiful history and countryside cold. It was wet and cold the entire time. 
<laughs> but um, just north of Newcastle is a, uh, a, a castle that is called the Fernie Hurst Castle, and it is home to the Kerrs. And ah. um, that whole region is home to the Kerrs. And uh, so, you know, mom's tracked lineage back that far. And so that, like that type of stuff is cool. Um, yeah, I'm sure when I was younger, it wasn't, but you know, at, at this point in my life, I, I remember going to that castle and calling mom and I was like on a high for three days. I was so, <laughs> so cool to, to walk through it and be able to see all the, the Kerr history and stuff and, you know, that lineage and, so beautiful, beautiful country um, and some fantastic history. So. We went to Castle in York, Viking stuff. Yeah, my yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. And so like we, I was with my ex-wife's family and stuff and I yeah. was like, yeah, these Vikings, these are my people. Like, <laughs> but we'll boil you for no reason. I, I, it was weird. It was interesting to learn a lot about some Viking torturous things. Uh, that they did in the York Castle because they invade they invaded everywhere. So yes, they did. Yeah, they took over there. anything they could. <laughs> yeah, very true. Uh, so travel all the world in the world. How many languages have you learned, or you just learned bits and pieces? <laughs> Zero. Oh. Zero. Um, look, I I uh, I would always know whatever country I was going to. I'd make sure I knew how to say hi and thank you and and ask some really basic questions um, so I can manage um probably german is the i is the one that i can get by the farthest but i took that in high school right um so but um i did you know a little bit of portuguese a little bit of this but i actually have to always read up on it before i get ready to go again just to like remind yourself um but i always tried to learn about the culture learn about the language at least try to speak some of it to say you know thank you and mm. please and excuse me or whatever and then i'd go into english like excuse me i have no clue what i'm saying help <laughs> um but yeah no that was the one thing that i never mastered were languages i very english some days uh, yeah i understand myself i figured with it you're such a driven person. Oh, master degree. Yeah, I'm a fluid in seven languages now, just by traveling around. <laughs> no. Uh, something to I, work It's by. Australian and it's uh, British and uh, yeah. <laughs> which are different languages in themselves and then in American. Themselves. And then you can break down American with the northern and the western and the southern and the eastern dialect. Yeah. Uh, it's it's interesting. I make fun. I listen to it all because when I lived in New York, uh New Yorkers that I worked with would always say, you sound funny. Mm. And I was like, what? You sound funny. <laughs> and they're like, no, we sound normal. I go, go watch the nightly news. It was Tom Brokaw, Peter Jennings, all from middle America, Kansas, North Dakota, stuff like that. And they did. And they were like, we sound funny. Yeah. And they're like, you sound like the normal guys. And I was like, yes, because I pronunciate words and know how to talk. And I was like, I'll never put an R on California. It's not California. <laughs> And so British folks would do that too. And I'd just giggle and I'd be like, no. And, and people, some people can tell my accent comes from the West coast more than the Wyoming drawl that comes out sometimes from my friends are like, are you from somewhere else? I'm like, wow, you picked up on that. I've lived in Wyoming a lot longer in my life, but learn how to talk in Oregon. So I have definitely different slangs, probably speak faster and stuff. I notice it when I'm like, do I sound like that? When I talk to people from Wyoming, I was like, do I sound like that? And I don't sound like atypical Wyoming people are as it gets into the rural areas, a little more of a draw there. Laramie's, you know, the big city of 30 something thousand in college town. So you're going to get all sorts of different ways people speak here. So UK and then kind of you talked spoke about how'd you get back to Cheyenne or at least Wyoming yeah so um I, about three two and a half years ago um I was at a conference here in in um, the U.S. and the VP um the senior VP of sales tapped me on the shoulder and said how would you like to come home uh-huh. um so I was like maybe <laughs> what you got right so um she, uh, there was two different roles that she was working on, trying to figure out what, um, what, which one, who's moving, you know, it's a chessboard game sometimes when, when you start getting into upper management. And so basically they offered me the, um, the director of applications, which is uh, what I am now. So I've got uh, 70 associates 
uh, um, all across the, the US here that, that report into me or to my managers. Um, and I've got eight managers and report up to me. All right. um, so we, we support all of the hospitals and labs uh, um, that buy our products um, around the, the US. I did have, um, when I first came back, it was across the Americas. So I had a team that was in Brazil. We've since then kind of made, stood them up in their own team. So when I first got here, I, I got to go to Brazil as well, actually on Facebook. Um, I was there this this week, uh, um, uh, two two years ago. So oh, wow. uh, you got to love those Facebook memories. But yeah. um, so originally she said you got to live in Chicago, and I was like, "Yeah, you're kidding me, right?" So I'm like, "Can I not be in Wyoming?" She's like, "No, need you in the office, need you in Chicago." So um, our our office is out, just located outside of Chicago. So I moved there, bought a house. Um, so moved, and then um, March 2020, COVID <laughs> hit. So I start. Um, so we shut down the office, right? Like um, no one's going in that office. And um, I, she, she basically, she called up and she said, "Get in the car and drive home now." I don't know what's going, you know, like because we didn't. I don't think anyone really understood what was going to happen with COVID, right? Yeah. So packed up the house or packed up some stuff in the house, packed up the cats and and um, tootled on uh, over here to to Wyoming, um, and was here for two or three, three or four months. Um, and then started kind of going back and forth between Chicago and here because couldn't leave the house that long. Like I had people coming over and watching it and stuff, but needed to go back. So um, started moving in between the two. Um, and uh, in September of, of last year of 2020, um, basically it looked like, you know, COVID was was here to stay um, and we didn't really know what the what the future would bring. So um, my boss said, you know, if do you really do you want to move home? Um, because I was coming and going and, and, the, and I was doing that because my father's health, um, uh, dad's not well. And, and, um, we didn't know again what COVID would bring yeah. and, um, and what help mom would need. Um, so I said, yes, that would be, would be lovely. So sold the house. I didn't even have it a year. Um, that was fun. Um, so sold the house, packed up me and the two cats and, and, um, and, uh, tried to move back here to, to Cheyenne. Um, the market, the housing market, um, oh, yeah. for one, there's no housing market in Laramie, right? It was shocking. Couldn't find anything. Um, was looking for a ranch style house because I knew at some point in time, mom and dad would have to move in with me and yeah. dad's in a walker or, or potentially a wheelchair at some point in time. And I, I had to have a single level house. Um, so couldn't find anything really in, in, in Laramie. Um, was looking at various places to build. Um, not a lot of options. Uh, and the biggest thing was I need to be able to come and go as soon as once we opened back up and started flying again, I needed to come and go from the airport. Yeah. And we all know how fun it is to drive over I-80. Yeah. 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 So um, the, I found, I found something, um, it was very fortuitous because uh, um, we found something um, like just spur of the moment. I had been looking here in Cheyenne, everything was going like within minutes of coming on market. It was, it was ridiculous. And we were on our way out to um, Yellowstone actually for a, a, a family holiday. And um, this estate came open, um, which was also had the word Yellowstone in it. And um, so I happened to call and say, you know, can I come and see? They were just lots, they were plots. Yeah. And she's like, we have one house that's actually going on market in about three weeks. You wanna see it? And so we did, um, it, was, it wasn't finished, right? Like um, nothing was painted, there was no, um, fixtures in, right? Like it was just the, the main shell, um, floors, walls, windows. Um, but it, it ticked all the boxes. So um, it, except for it's out in the middle of nowhere. There is not a single tree anywhere near us, except for what we, what we've planted. That was the, the hardest part. Cause I'm a mountain girl and I'm like, where's my trees and where's my mountains. But um, it ticked all the other boxes. So moved in in November. Um, and uh, unbeknownst to, to all of us, parents moved in in January. <laughs> so, uh, and it's been a year, it's been a year, you know, we just, just finished the year here. Yeah. Um, in November, so. Do they have their side of the house and you have your side? <laughs> we try, we kind of, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, except for um, the, the office is on their side, but um, you know, we've got it, you know, set up and, and everything handicap accessible for dad and, Put in a wheelchair ramp. The hardest part is, you know, you just kind of shut the door at the house there in Laramie, um, you know. So, but we, uh -huh. we come and go, check on it, and all of that, and trying to figure out what the future will 
will hold for you know the parents and and how long this will be yeah i i anytime i hear about my friends go have parents going through some health issues it's always like hey mom how you doing okay. yeah oh, my dad i think is conditioned to call me when he's at the doctor's office like <laughs> or text and i'm like, like i'm, I'm here but i'm okay just yeah like, he's like just yeah, let yeah. you know it's a normal checkup thing i'm like all right all right like i need to know then these things because yeah, like my mom and stepdad live in vegas my dad lives out yeah. in sandy oregon so like it's i'm spread out and luckily i got my little sister in las vegas to be like all right you're the one you're the one uh, <laughs> if when things might go south or whatever like you got it you're gonna have to be the kid because I, I live here michelle lives in texas we're not going to be there right away so we're yeah, gonna lean on you a lot i remind her every time i'm I'm there. I'm like, they're all good now. Parents are great. Don't want to jinx them or anything. I was like, but you know, Bree, you gotta do this. And yeah. so, yeah, it's it's weird. Like, huh, you have two cats. I have two cats, and my cat is 13. And oh, watching wow. his mortality, like mm -hmm. his eyes, and he's getting he's deaf, or well, they're cats, so you don't know if they're deaf or they just don't care to listen <laughs> to you. And so, but to watch it and, and even because you, you know your own and then you see your parents you're like huh man things go by way too fast in mm -hmm. life you know and and getting old and getting gray and and such is is an interesting thing it's slow yeah i'm like my <laughs> older sister stands next to me and she'll like go now i mean now it's really great but when it was first changing she's like gray 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 and i was like yeah i don't have the luxury to color my hair like i could but i don't want to and I was like, what would yours look? She's like, I want to talk about it. I was I'm like, hey, about that. yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I go with guys, we get more distinguished looking as our hair gets grayer. So exactly. I'll take it and everything. And I'm a blonde. So it, it luckily it goes, but there was a, a video from this summer, my niece shot and I'm in the pool and it just goes, kind of goes past me. And I was like, who's that gray hair guy? Oh, that's me. That Who's is that me. silver box. That's yeah, what I was like, that's saying. me. That's me. Oh my gosh. And so, I mean, it's, I, I mean, that's great that you can help out with your parents and you can work from home and such like that, I'm sure. But you once, I mean, your job sounds like it requires a lot of traveling too. So, mm. yeah, you got a somewhat reliable airport there in Cheyenne, way more than I think Laramie's. I don't airport. fly out of Cheyenne. I drive yeah. down to Denver. So. Denver, I gotcha. But Cheyenne's only just reopened. They've been closed oh, yeah. all of COVID. They oh, only wow. reopened like, last weekend or the weekend before. So, um, and there's two flights a day. Ah, so I, yeah. I just drive down to Denver. It's an hour and 45 minutes. Um, it, you know, it's a straight shot. Um, so it's not, it's not too bad. Um, and knock on wood roads have been, you know, so far this year. Yeah. Been they are. Pretty good. Yeah. Did you, okay. Um, blossom, you know, went to prom here, right? Were you at yes. that prom? Yep. Yep. Oh. I was here when she was here. The the story I've heard a few times is they flew from Denver to Cheyenne and it was you know a throw up flight where it's up and down I lost the you know, vomit comet I the bet. vomit comet yeah 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 and then they were like just so like just thrown off by that they rented a car and drove from Cheyenne to Laramie and then it's the wind over the pass and the, uh, all that good stuff that happens and so um, I can't make confirmation I've heard the first part like. They were not happy with the flight. I thought it was from Cheyenne to Laramie, but they didn't even get on that flight. They're like, no. I, I wouldn't either. I would only drive that. But no, what's funny is that I remember her being there. Um, I love that everybody calls her Blossom and not whatever oh, her real name is. Myla. Um, Myla, Myla. Myla, yeah, yeah. But um, I um I don't think I heard anything about like how how it all went. And oh you know. yeah, so I hadn't uh, there you go. News to me. Had no yeah. clue. Se Sebi Reese. Sebi yeah, I was gonna say yeah. it was Seth, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, he. I remember him telling me that because he grew up in California and they grew up together. And he was telling me that he he's like she's coming to prom with me. I was like, get out of here. Get out of here. And I was like, I sure. remember us all having the what we have a yeah. They're gonna have a TV star with us and prom. And she he introduced her to me, but I was like out of school, so we were doing the grant, watching the grand march. I was like. This is like the packed house for the Grand March. Usually it's, you know, just parents, but it was a packed house to be like, there's Blossom. There's and uh, yeah, like I introduced to her, side story, I was a little drunk. 
So hopefully I didn't make a Never. fool of myself. Yeah. Uh, just learning how to drink in college. I, I shouldn't have been. Why well, was at my high school, my former high school, all drunk, but whatever. I guess it was to see Blossom. And, I, and now I'm like, not, I don't get that starstruck working in mm -hmm. television and, and working around sports and stuff. I see people, how they react. And then having a little bit of my celebrityism being a DJ in Laramie, like being at a grocery store and people just scream my name and like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, I'm getting cereal. Like I'm not always strapped in ready to be a DJ. And uh, it's, it's weird stuff like that. So I don't want to put that on anybody else. Like fair enough. Like if I ever ran <laughs> no into a, a, yeah, a celebrity, like one time there was a musician I was going to see and we we're eating at the same sushi restaurant. I didn't hit him up at his table. I timed mm -hmm. out our walk outside together and talked to him outside. I was like, I'm not going to run up to him. Like, That's not fun. I wouldn't like it. And, and I would get the times where I'd be eating a meal like at another Lemmy restaurant, but the server was the person that came to Lovejoy's all the time when I was DJing. And they just like sit down and hang out. And I'd be like, all right, we're that friendly now. I got you. Like Everybody right. knows you. Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, it was weird like that. So I've never... I, I, going back, I wish I wouldn't have been that, like, let's go watch the Grand March just because we have a celebrity there. I wish I wouldn't have done such a thing, uh, you know, the paparazzi style stuff. Luckily, nobody had cell phones then. That would have been a oh, Exactly. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, I'd say that. I'm so glad we didn't have cell phones when we were younger. That's too much evidence of Oh, yeah. Phone. Like, no, that would be bad. And we didn't grow up on Facebook. No. I mean, you know, we, yeah. yeah. Didn't grow up looking. It is funny when you see the the different ads of you know, you, did you grow up doing this or this and and you know we played outside and we um, went over and saw friends and we went to movies and oh, yeah. know, like played in the park and just stuff that is different now. So. Yeah, I was like my like I there are kids living today that have been on Facebook since I want to say conception. Mm -hmm. to now they're in their 20 uh, i don't remember facebook came almost 20 so yeah well it's been 18 i would say it's it's got to be at least 15 years because yeah. it came out when i was in australia so um i've been there two years probably when it came out so 15 years i, I was on it when it first hit colleges because i had a college okay. email oh there you so go. i was one of the first to be invited you had to be invited by somebody else that was on it and so I was ahead, way ahead of the curve and that since I had an email, I was on it. And then they opened up to the rest of the world or you could invite people from there, but it was kind of, you had a college I, I email yeah, first. Start, yeah. Start. Yeah. So yeah. Watching that and like, yeah, Facebook memories that come up. Um, I went back and looked at stuff where it used to be where it was, if you wrote on a person's wall, it was just between you and them. Now that's all public. And there's times where I'm like, that's probably a good delete right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. Like, I think it was the biggest, um, for me, it was my mom learning, you know, she was like, Oh, we miss you. You're like her in what would you would now write in a message oh, yes. post on your wall. Right. Like, yeah. Like, huh. <laughs> I added that for a while. I don't know how this works. He'd even write that too. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Or you're like checking in, um, yeah. you know, whatever, but but oh, I do yeah. think like for me, Facebook was a great thing um, as far as being able to be, to share, like yeah. to be in contact with friends and family because I was overseas. Yeah. Um, and the majority of my Facebook feed is travel, like places I've been in pictures that I, you know, that's the majority of it. If you, if, you know, there's not a lot of, I don't get to, um, you know, politics and religion, nah, not on my page. I, um, right. But travel a lot. Yeah. I, I look back and there are some posts where i was like oh easy there and uh, easy to I, kill her. <laughs> yeah but like years like long time ago and well, honestly the moment my mom got on facebook kind of cleaned up my stuff yeah. um and then i was like thought about it and i was like you go if you go on a rant okay think about how many friends you have think about how many have actually check facebook nothing about how many actually care about your post and you're gonna get it down to about two likes and I was like, what's the point? Mm -hmm. Like you get all fired up. So I was like, none of that anymore. I just promote this show, yeah. my radio shows and everything. If you want to get to know me, we'll have a face-to-face -face real conversation. We can talk politics and religion all you want, but I'm not <laughs> going to post about it anymore on Facebook or yeah, no. a lot of people that do, they have this, there's a cool little button. It's called snooze. 
and I don't have to think about you for 30 days. And I do like that one. I've used that recently. Okay. Yes. Yep, bye. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And because those are the people I want to be like, your audience of two people, like nobody else cares or likes this. So why do you post? You're not posting to all of Facebook. You're not friends with everybody on Facebook. It's just your 500 your or whatever. Group. Yeah. You're, you're, and so, and it's an, your echo chamber because a lot of people are just like you. So it's the same five people going, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's ridiculous like that. Social media, I love it for what you say. I would love it if we could get rid of like reposts and article posts and we could just go back to like catching up with old friends, posting yes. about travel, family. That's it. That's all and I want to see. What, where, yeah. like, if you think, you, you, or you say it out loud, like uh, you say one thing out loud, all of a sudden it pops up on your face. And you, oh, I yeah. know I've turned that thing off, but it's not supposed to be listening. But it's amazing. Or you search something on your computer and pretty soon you've got 10 ads on your, your Facebook page. Those are the yeah, things I hate. That's great. Like, just let me see what my friends are up to and, and you know, what their, how their kids and dogs and cats are going and, you know, yeah, those type of things. Well, I like to go Facebook, stop recording. I'm not talking about this product. And, and or sometimes I'll just mess with it. I'll be like, you know, marshmallows, marshmallows, marshmallows. <laughs> does it show up on your Facebook page? Yes, it absolutely does. Yes. I've gotten there. Yes. That's it's hilarious. weird. Like I, I, yeah. And I was like, and we all signed up for this. this we don't need the fine print. So <laughs> social media, I think we need put in check or at least make, put less value on it. It'd be nice. Yes. But that's a whole different podcast. Uh, I got, I got one more question for you. Yes, sir. And uh, since the show's called All My Friends with Justin Flaskrid, how do we meet? How do we become friends? We met in high school. Well, we actually, and um, so a high school, and I'm, I'm probably through football, um, mostly, you know, because you're, what, a year older than I am, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. And then um, our mothers yes. work together for a very long time. So um, actually, it's funny. I know I asked you the other day, I'm like, oh, how is your mom? And then like, <laughs> boom, she called my mom. I was like, oh, there you go. <laughs> I didn't even, I even say you were going to be on the podcast. But you see, haven't. Oh, there you go. You put it so, in the So hi, Mary, if you're listening. Yes. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, so um, through through high school and um, mostly through sports, um, uh, through football and, and things like that, um, through me being sports medicine and you being in, in football, at least that would be my recollection of it yeah. and our moms. So yeah. what, how, uh, what do you, what was your, what's your memory on that? Um, I'm, let's see, I moved here in eighth grade. So you might've been in um, Albuquerque then. Yeah, I would have been, in, I would have just, yeah. just moved back or yeah. So, so I'll probably run into you there, but definitely as a, as a trainer in sports medicine and mm -hmm. everything. Um, yeah. Cause I was thinking about the other day, I was like, besides our moms being working together, I was like, I gotta know. And, gotta know and um, I had another interview on the show and they were a sports trainer. And I was like, Oh yes, of course. And so I was like, that's, that's a, Leslie too. And I was like, <laughs> Uh, I, as I would say, they kept us together and I actually, um, remember getting my knees, ankles, wrist, all hey, taped hey. by you a different time. Hold my hand like that. Yeah. I'm like, hold your hand. Yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> you one. Yeah. <laughs> you have to, I, onto it so you can wrap it all up. I, I, my senior year in practice, I came over a, like a pile of people and a helmet hit my fist. I didn't punch the helmet. It hit my fist. And so, like, it had to be taped. Now it's the first time I ever had to get like full on stick it in my stomach so I can make it straight. Yeah, because like, well, you're trying to you're trying yeah. to keep it still so you can tape it all tight. Yeah. And you know, us girls are trying to tighten our oh, abs because yeah. you got some guys sticking their fingers <laughs> sound bad into your you know abdomen. Yeah. And you're like, don't be squishy, please. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, ah. Uh, make this feel like work. You like fix me, I'm broken. <laughs> fix me, I'm broken. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, that was kind of the ones. And then like, cause I had a uh, P for life and there was a sports medicine class. And at the same time I was hurt from skiing. And so I was like the guinea pig, like G would, Miss G would tell, show people how to tape my ankles on me. Cause I'd be like, <laughs> I think I had it first paid. So usually I'd come in and get taped, right? She would open up and tape me up 
not many skiers got that kind of treatment is because I was a football player. And so <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I got taped up and uh do you know, then come in at the end of the day, get untaped, do all the exercises and stuff. Uh yeah, I hurt my ankle skiing. Boots don't go this way, but they go this way. And uh it was time trials, went off the top of a hill, I'm flying, and my ski falls off midair, and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be rough. And I catch my toe, my left toe and head yeah, over it's everything it's a yard sale out there on my stuff and it hurts so i'm lucky i'm close enough to the bottom i, I slap my ski on but i ski down one legged good enough yeah. to do it at the time and i go to first aid and i open up my boot and i go something's wrong and it was and it ruined my senior year of skiing because i was injured and i luckily i had you know good trainers to get me back but i definitely pushed it to get back on the hill faster than mm. I should. And because you see all these like injuries in the NFL and all that stuff. And they're like, that would have been, it was probably in the summer, the high ankle strain. So I probably should have been out the rest of the season, but was back to ski last couple of matches. And it took a long time before I could ever develop real trust in it without skiing pain and working out. I was like, I can't squat again. I'm scared to death of hurting that thing. And so Oh yeah. Love the trainers. And I know not every athlete did, but I was definitely like, I'm not naturally gifted. So piece me together. However, this works out. Yeah. Well, I want to uh, thank you for being on the show and giving me well, your thank time. Thank you for inviting. This was lovely to catch up. I want to thank Leslie for being on the show. Hopefully our moms took a listen to this episode and are entertained by our conversation. Now, folks, during the holiday season, take the time to be kind to each other. Hold a door open for other people. Say please and thank you. Show your empathetic side. Kindness goes a long way. Play it forward. On to the next episode. <laughs>